We are in a series through the beginning of Acts, the first two chapters of Acts. It's going to take us at least six weeks to get through two chapters of Acts, and that may seem like a long time, but, but today I was kind of mapping it out, and that's what it's going to do. It's going to take us at least six weeks, this week, next week, and then three weeks after we get back from, uh, from Orlando to get through two chapters of Acts. A lot of good stuff in here. So last week we did the intro. We did the first 11 verses. Tonight we're going to be in... Uh, Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 14, and I want to read the scripture for you, and then uh, we'll get into it here. So Acts chapter 1, if you've got your Bible, your Bible app, or whatever you want to, however you want to do it, Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. It says, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So what we have here, if you remember last week, if you know the story of Acts chapter 1, Jesus has died and been resurrected. He showed himself for 40 days to, to various people. And then he has gone up into heaven. He ascended into heaven. That's what we talked about last week in, uh, in verses 1 through 11. Jesus ascends into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. And so the disciples are left sitting there trying to figure out what to do. Okay, They're left kind of confused. They're not totally sure what's going on. Um, and, uh, and, and we know it's the disciples. They're all, named, they're all named there. By the way, that Judas is not Judas Iscariot who betrayed Jesus. There were two Judases in the disciples. And uh, kind of stinks for Judas, the son of James, because everybody probably thinks he's that guy. But uh, he's not. He's a good disciple. And uh, so, so those are the disciples. And it also says Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. And, uh, of course, the... Um, the, uh, and and G- Jesus' brothers, okay? Jesus had earthly brothers. Joseph and Mary had other kids other than just Jesus. And so they were all there. And what were they doing in verse 14? What were they doing? You all look like you have. You have something out. You've all either got Bibles or you're all texting right now. They were praying together. So let's think about the situation here. Now, the culture of the day was the Roman culture, okay? The Roman Empire, you've probably... You've heard of it, I'm sure. You may have studied it some. And the, the Roman Empire was a rich culture. There was a lot of money. They were very powerful. The Roman Empire was the most powerful empire up to that point in history. Um, they had a lot of gods. They had a lot of things that took, took high importance in their lives. Uh, some values that were very strong in that culture were tolerance and diversity. It was a big deal to make sure you were tolerating uh, other people and, and what else, what other things were going on. And, and sexual sin was, was around a lot. It was a big deal. There was a lot of, of uh, and we know that because of some of the writings later in the New Testament, that sexual sin, bisexuality, incest, all kind of weird and creepy crap was going on, some really nasty junk. And in that culture, the church was kind of the minority. There were not a lot of followers of Jesus up to that point. And so they were kind of the minority. So we've got a culture where money is, is fairly, uh, fairly common. We know that uh, tolerance and diversity are a big deal. Sexual sin is a big problem. And the church is in the minorities. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Yes. Okay. Somebody speak. This is a, what does it sound like? Sounds like America, right. Sounds like America today, right? Sounds very familiar. Now, here's something else you may find familiar. 
They had just lost their spiritual leader, and they were waiting and looking for the next spiritual leader. Now, they knew it was going to be the Holy Spirit, but they didn't know how or when he was going to come. Again, that should sound familiar because that's right where our church is now. We, you know, our board is searching for, for our next pastor. So there's a lot that we can take from this. You know, there's a lot that we can take from this now. Now, you know what they decided to do. They all went together to pray, okay? So that's kind of the, 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 the gist of tonight's message is about prayer. And I want to share with you a little bit, and some of you have heard this. Uh, almost none of you are here Sunday, so you didn't hear me talk about it Sunday morning. But I've talked to some of you individually about it. But this past May, uh, right around the time school let out, up until right before we went to camp, I went through a really hard time of, uh, of discouragement where I was just feeling... Borderline depressed, like I don't get depressed really, but that's what it felt like. And, and I just, I couldn't focus. I was having a hard time getting anything done. Um, I really, the enemy was just attacking me, telling me that I was bad at my job. And like, you know, it, it, was, it was really bad. And have you ever had a time where you literally, like you're, you're sitting somewhere, you're trying to do something, and you literally just can't focus because of what's going on inside? Not like an ADD thing, because we all go through that, right? We're all a little ADD squirrel, you know, but, but like, where you're just so emotionally torn up that you can't accomplish anything. Anybody ever been there? It's okay, right? I, I mean, I was literally, and I've told some of you this, I would sit in my office trying to work, trying to work on a sermon or whatever I needed to do, and I would sit there unable to hardly look at the computer screen, unable to hardly do anything. And really all I knew to do at that time was to come in here or come in the sanctuary, crank the music up and pray because it was literally all I could do. Like that's where I got from. And, and you know, and... It, it sucked. Like, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't a pleasant experience going through that. And I had never been through that before. You know, I'm a pretty upbeat guy. I'm pretty positive and optimistic in my general outlook on life. So for me to go through that was strange, and I didn't totally know how to handle it. But, but I was going through this, and, and, and even through it, as much as it wasn't fun, as, as unpleasant as it was at the time, I did realize something that it helped me to learn, and that was that I had to remember to rely on prayer. I had to remember that sometimes it's okay if that's the only thing that you can do. And, and, and that's where I was. And, and I want you guys to know one of the things that I pray for you is that you would have to rely on prayer sometimes. And yeah, sometimes that means you're going to go through some stuff that you don't want to go through. But that's kind of the whole point of this Christian walk is that we can't do it on our own. We have to rely on Jesus. And sometimes that means we have to be reminded of that. We have to go through some stuff so that we can be reminded of our reliance on Jesus and on prayer. Now, I'm curious, some of you JBQers, most of you guys grew up in church, what would you consider the most famous Bible verse about prayer? Just, just shout it out. So, or name a, name a part in the Bible where they talk about prayer even. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, yes. Jesus prayed till he sweated blood, literally. Keep going, somebody else. Yeah, that's what she was talking about. Same thing. Yeah. Gethsemane right before he crucified. Yep. Anybody else? Doesn't have to necessarily be New Testament. Doesn't necessarily even have to be Jesus. What else? The Lord's Prayer. Okay, yeah, the Lord's Prayer. That's a big one, right? Um, Jesus, that was Jesus. There's one verse in the Old Testament, and as soon as I start to say it, some of you will be able to quote it. Wes, don't put it up just yet. Let's see if, let's see if anybody knows it. Uh, it's in Second Chronicles 7.14. It says, if my people... Who are called by my name. Okay, Audrey knows it. Nobody else. Nobody else. Okay, put it up there. If my people pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will hear their land, heal their land. Okay? That's not a 10-pointer. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh, okay, that's a quotation question, so Taylor doesn't know it. That's why, that's why he didn't know that verse, yeah. Second Chronicles 7.14, and if you were here the Sunday that I preached about Joshua on a Sunday morning, um, I mentioned this song. There's an old Avalon song, and I don't have the song queued up or anything like that. But they sang a song based on this, and I cannot read this verse without hearing that, that song in my head. Anybody else got a song like that, like where a verse and a song always go together? And, yeah, that's how this verse is for me. I hear, like, late 90s cheesy pop tune when I, when I read this verse. Because if we want our land to heal, we want to be turned, you know, we want uh, our sin to be forgiven, all that stuff, we have to pray. We have to be in prayer. You know, we, we're six weeks or so out from camp now, and uh, three, yeah, five weeks. We're five weeks back from camp, and... You know, one of the things we talked about right after we got back from camp was how to keep that thing going, how to keep the camp experience going. How many of you have felt the lull, a lag since camp? I have. I'll be honest. It's okay. You know, it's not, you know. And, but if we want to keep that going, prayer is one of the huge, huge things. I talked about it that first Wednesday night after we got back. You know, when we're at camp, we do morning Devo time, and that's like 15 minutes of, of prayer and reflection time. And we have altar where we spend an hour, two hours, some of us just praying and I'm not saying you have to do two hours every day of prayer time, but when you consider the percentage of time at camp that's praying, we do have to pray. We have to pray consistently and regularly. You know, I think it's interesting that too many of us, and I have been guilty of it at many times in life, of tr- acting like I only have to pray when I get to church, right? Like, okay, twice a week I get my Monday, or I get my Sunday and my Wednesday on. But how many of you guys only get tempted on Sundays and Wednesdays? Right, none of us do, right? We all have, we all fight against things. We all get, we struggle with, whether it be a big thing, you know, uh, something that we struggle with all the time, maybe it be just depression, maybe it's a struggle with anger, whatever we struggle with, crap comes up seven days a week. So we can't only wait till Sundays and Wednesdays to pray because we're not going to be prepared for those other five days a week. So, we have to be in prayer daily. If we're getting tempted daily, we have to pray daily. Now, these first 11 minutes of message have not been anything brand new to most of you. All right? You've heard these verses. You've heard those scriptures. You know about the Lord's Prayer. You know about Gethsemane. You've even heard that scripture in seven, Second Chronicles, even if you don't uh, have it, even if you didn't recognize it by the reference. You've heard it before. And... The rest of this message is going to be very different. I'm kind of going to turn the corner here because the rest of the message is going to be very pragmatic. It's going to be very practical. You know, I'm very practically minded. So, so I'm going to talk about some ways, that, some opportunities we have that I want to help you guys be able to pray better and with more regularity. Something I want to help you guys do that. I know as a youth pastor, part of my job is to help facilitate opportunities for you. So the first thing is pre-service prayer. There were six of us up there tonight. Thank you those of you who came up there. I really appreciate it. And we started this since we got back from camp, and some of you may not have even heard about it yet, um, because this is only the second week we've done it. But uh, at 6 o'clock, we go upstairs and we pray. And we don't, it's not a big deal. I just turn some music on and we go upstairs into the youth room and we pray. And we pray for each other and we pray for the youth and we pray for the service that night. And and, and so I want to encourage you guys to join us for that. We still got back in time to eat. None of us went hungry, you know, and you saw us all come down, uh, most of us right around the same time there. But I want to encourage you guys, if you have the ability to get up there, and I want you to know it's not like a big, um, uh, like, if you can't stay the whole time, that's fine. If you can't get there until 6.15 or 6.25, whatever, those five minutes are going to be better than nothing. 
So I encourage you come and go if you need to come at six and then leave early to come down here. You know, do you know if you got stuff you need to do or whatever, that's fine. That is just an opportunity for us to gather as a group and pray together. There's value in corporate prayer. Prayer we know that because right here it says they were praying together, like they all went up into the room together and they prayed. So that's one of the opportunities. The other thing here, I want you to go ahead and get your phones out and go to the App Store, Google Play if you're a Droid person like me, if you've got an Android. Uh, go to the App Store, and I want you to search for 714, like you see up here on the screen. Okay, I want you to search for, for the app called 714. Now, this is, how many of you have ever decided, okay, I'm going to pray, and then you pray for like five minutes, and you're out of stuff to pray for. You're like, oh, well, that was, that was awesome, but now what? You know, you prayed for your family, you prayed for your friends, whatever. You ever run out of stuff to pray for? I have. Like, that, that's Okay. Well, what we have here, this 714 app is pretty cool. The Assemblies of God has developed this app, and if you want to go ahead and download it, I I would encourage you to do that. Um, Because what it is, it's it's a 714 prayer app, 714, 2 Chronicles 714, the, the, uh, the scripture that we just talked about. And when you first open it up, I want to kind of give you a little walkthrough of this app because it's a pretty cool little thing here that they have. Uh, it's available for iPhone or Android on the Google Play Store. It's also obviously iPad. They have an iPad version as well. Um, so if you, like I have it on both, I, I think I'll probably use the, the iPad version a little more. But, uh, um, but I have it on both here. And, and, and what, when you first open up, it'll ask you what your focus is, adult or youth. And obviously you guys are all what? You're youth, okay, good, yeah. You guys are all youth, so or student, it might say. I can't remember if it says student or youth, but but either way, that's you. You're not adults yet, so you click on that, on that student or youth thing, and it will it will give you some options here. Now, Wes, go to the next thing. Yeah, there's the home page, and and each day when you have your prayer time or whatever, you can just click that, and, and I'll show you why you should click that later. It's 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 kind of cool. There's another thing to it. But at the bottom of that, or if you've got an Android, it's actually at the top, you see a little heart. It says grow. Well, let's go to the next one there. Now, that is a, a little spot where they have devotionals. These are video devotionals that, uh, that are on. I think they're doing one a week um, of the video devotionals. They're also uh, working on doing some daily, like, you know, text, you know, reading devotionals as well. Um, but right now, this brand-new app, this thing just came out like four days ago. Um, it's really cool. I think I posted about it. I think I tweeted about it when it did. It was, it was within the last week. And uh, it's pretty cool. They, they have these video devotionals that our National Assemblies of God is, is working on, and the youth department is putting these together for the youth and so for, the, for those who have the student focus. And so you can watch a, a video devotional. There's also a daily Bible reading tab, which you can see. So, again, if you want to read through the Bible in a year, just follow along with that, and, and, and they'll have a daily reading for you to, to follow if you, if you want to do that, if you don't know what to read or you're having trouble finding a, a, a pattern or, a, you know, something specific to read, you can follow along with that. It's pretty cool. If you go to the next little tab over there, it's, uh, it says Prayer Hub, okay? It's, yeah, the little messaging button kind of thing. And uh, so this is where they actually have, like, the prayer requests. And, and as you can see, you've got different things. You've got My Prayer Lists. Okay, you've got my prayer list up top, and you won't have any initially. You have to add those. I'm working on uh, getting a church one going, maybe getting one for the youth so that we can share prayer requests that way. Uh, they can be named or unnamed, you know. Um, might start putting these prayer requests out there, you know. Again, if you leave it 
anonymous, that's fine. I can, we can do it that way. And, and when I have those ready, when I have that prayer list, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But So your prayer list, that's where there's like specific things, and your family can set one up. You can create your own. If you have a particular group of friends, they don't have to be a somebody's a guy to download it. You know, I mean, it's fine. This, this app is for everybody. But if you've got a particular, if you're in a, in a Bible study at school or a first priority wants to create one or something like that, totally cool. That's totally, totally a good option there. Um, and then when you click on urgent prayer needs, that, that's a different thing. Followed prayer lists. Now, there's several that come kind of defaulted, and those are like the AG Youth one, the U.S. Missions, uh, the World Missions, the Across the Nation. Those are kind of defaulted there. and You can read what the leaders of our denomination are asking for prayer for, our missionaries around the world. You can pray for them, and it will give you specific direction on how to pray for them. Uh, it's a pretty cool deal. Then you click on uh, school prayer list. And it'll tell you you can find a school. If you click on that, you'll see it'll give you the option to find a school. And you can find your school. They're all already in there. I already looked them up. I know for a fact that Permian, Bonham, Ector, and Odessa High are in there. I don't, where are you going this year? Not to one of those. So I'll have to find yours out and, uh, and get that from you. But, but I know I saw Richard Milburn on there. Some of the private schools are all in there too. So, um, so those are all on there. So you can set, you know, and, and again, other people who have that school, and it'll give you ideas for how to pray, okay? It'll, you know, and it talks about praying for your teachers and praying that the youth, youth leaders who, are, who have students there and, and churches and all kind, of, all kind of cool stuff, ways to pray for your school. You got it figured out? Did you find it? You found Bonham? Sweet. You found Permian? Good. Yeah, I was going to say, if you search Odessa, all the Odessa schools will come up. That's how I did it. Um, or you can search by the specific school name. Okay, so that's pretty cool. Then you have the five friend focus. That's the next tab down there, and you can add the names of five friends um, as far as how to, uh, you know, how to, how to, who you want to pray for. If you got five friends in particular that you want to pray for this school year, or whatever that that friends you want to get saved. Um, that's a really cool idea too. And of course, like I said, we'll have the option. We're going to be creating. I'm going to be creating some. Uh, when, when I've got the church one ready and that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. Now, and I wish I could, here, let me see if I can go on here and, and, and pull it up on my iPad here. Yeah, the live thing. That's cool, right? That's what I was just going to say. If you click that live button, that's why the I prayed button at the beginning of the thing is, is useful at the home page. Because if you click the live button, let's go to the next one. Yeah, and this is obviously just a screenshot of it, but it will show you where people are praying right now using this app. Like, it's kind of cool, and, and it lights up, and some of you are already looking at it. You see, see what I'm talking about? Do what? Well, I think it's based on just how many people are using it at a certain time. Like, the darker the red, the more people. And obviously, that's going to be by population. Like, I mean, obviously, Texas, California, Florida, those are all high-population states, so they're probably going to be darker red. But And up top, you can kind of see there, you know, it says where somebody's praying right now. And it's a pretty cool thing. Oh, there, somebody in Florida just prayed. Somebody in Pembroke Pines just prayed. So, so that's a cool thing. I really like that feature. And that is really more for encouragement, I think. I mean, just to know that you're not the only one praying. You know, to know that people around the country, and I think they're going to work up a world map version of that too, so you can see worldwide who's using the app and praying at, the, at this time. But uh it's a pretty cool thing, and, and when I was at district council, Heath Adamson, who's our national youth, youth director, he, uh, he was there, and he was telling us about this, and it wasn't even out yet. He was saying it was getting ready to come out. They were working on the development and stuff, and, uh, and I was like, that is super cool because I know, you know, sometimes you feel like you're the only one praying, 
right? You ever, you know, like you're praying for something. You're like, man, I don't even know if anybody else cares about this. I don't know. But this is a way for us to know that we are praying as a group, as a, as a church, as a youth group, as a denomination. And across the world, we can know that, you know, we are being lifted up and like I said, they're working on, uh, I think right now it has Facebook connectivity. I know most of you guys don't use Facebook anymore. A few of you do. Um, and so you can connect your Facebook to it. Um, what are you laughing at over there? Oh, there you go. You clicked on I prayed today and it says thanks for praying today. So, so but uh, they're working on getting Twitter integration, I guess is the word, the, the Twitter integration so that you can, you can use that instead of having to just do Facebook because, like I said, I know many of you barely ever get on Facebook, if ever. Um, some of you still do, and I do, but not everybody does. They're working on the daily devotions, and they're going to keep coming up with other additions to it. But it's just this really cool tool for us to use, excuse me, um, for us to use as a group to pray for each other. And that way, you know, if we get a prayer request, I can send it to, you know, I can post it on the church one or on the youth one, and you guys immediately know. I don't have to make phone calls. I don't even have to send out a text. Whoops. And uh, I can just post it on there, and, and you can set it whether or not you want notifications on. You can even set it at, uh, at 7.14 a.m. or 7.14 p.m. to send a reminder to pray. I don't know. Most of you guys aren't up at 7.14 a.m. Maybe you are. I don't know. Um, school doesn't start till 9. I know what I, I wouldn't have been up at 7.14 if school didn't start till 9. But um, So you can set it to send you a reminder you know, at, at a certain time to send you a little notification saying, hey, don't forget to pray. That's a cool thing. And of 714, because, again, the scripture verse. And, and in the settings, you can set push notifications. So it will push you prayer requests when you, you know, at, when you get them or if you want to choose when to look at it, whichever. But this is just a cool app I wanted to share with you guys. I just, like I said, it's brand new. I just started using it too. And uh, I want to encourage you guys to, to, to start using it. We'll be, we'll be putting, I'll be getting a church prayer thing on there so that, you know, it's not just Sunday mornings when you give the prayer requests. We know what's up. And. And uh, it's a pretty cool thing. So if you've ever wondered what to pray about or how to pray, this is to help you with that. And, you know, Second Chronicles 7, 4, or Second Chronicles, am I saying that verse wrong? I think that's right. Second Chronicles 7, 14, um, that scripture verse that is, that, that is about prayer and is so common. Did I get that right? Yeah, Second Chronicles, okay. I don't know why I got that, felt like that was wrong. But we use that, and so this is a tool for us to use. So, so I want to encourage you guys to get into that, start using it, and, uh, and, and we'll keep doing that. Next week, if you want to read ahead in the Scripture, um, we'll be doing the rest of Acts chapter 1, which will be Acts chapter 1, verses 15 through, I think it's like 28. It's not that long a Scripture uh, passage, but, but if you want to read ahead in that, that's the deal. So, so we'll go ahead and pray. We'll close out. That, like I said, tonight, the end of the message is going to be pretty practical, pretty pragmatic. But I want to show you guys that because I think it's really cool and it could be something that might help you guys be more regular and be more consistent in your prayer life. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for, God, for who you are, for what you've done for us. Lord, for what you did on the cross. But, but God, also what you do each day in our lives for the encouragement that I get, Lord, from your spirit. And, and God, I just thank you for who you are. And that's why we worship you. That's why we sing songs. That's why we come together. God, it's just to praise you for, for being who you are and doing what you have done. I pray that, Lord, that we would be more intentional in our relationship with you, that we would remember that it's not that we have to pray, but that we, we get to. We have the opportunity to communicate with the, the ruler of the universe and the creator of all things, God. And, and Lord, we would remember, God, that, that it's not about guilting ourselves into praying or feeling bad so we have to, Lord, but it's an opportunity for us. Lord, to, to share our burdens and to get things off our chest that we need to and to, 
God, just to lift you up and to, to know that you are with us even when we can't see you physically necessarily. You're not, you're not in, in human form on this earth anymore, God, but prayer is how we communicate with you. And as we're going to study next week, Lord, prayer is how we, how we move into our calling. God, and I pray that, that you would encourage us. Lord, let us be good encouragers of one another. Let me be a good encourager of the youth. God, that we would lift each other up, not, not out of obligation, but, Lord, out of desire to see each other move closer to you. Lord, I pray that our prayer lives would be strong. I ask that you would, you would just remind us, Lord, that you, your Holy Spirit would, would prick our hearts and would, would nudge us, Lord, when we need to spend time with you, and that, that, Lord, you would put us in situations where we don't have a choice. God, you would put us in situations where we have to rely on you for strength, and and there's nothing that we can do on our own to fix a problem sometimes. And so, God, I pray that you would, God, just draw us to you in that way. Lord, that, that as a group we would draw closer to you, and that as, a, as individuals we would draw closer to you as well, so that we can be a better witness and we can draw more other people unto you, God. We lift your name up, and uh, and you would be drawn unto them, on, uh, God. And So tonight, God, we just lift you up. We thank you. We praise you for who you are and what you do. God, and I pray that you would continue to bless us, bless each student, uh, bless their health, bless their relationships. God, bless their rest if it's rest time, and, and God, keep them safe if they're traveling. Lord, we thank you. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.